Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Royal Monticello. This service was recorded February the 27th, 2022, Transfiguration of Our Lord. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Carol Hagen. This week's broadcast is given by Kevin and Faye Williams in memory of Fred and Winnie Williams. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Welcome to the Transfiguration of Our Lord Sunday. I invite you to turn to page 94 in the front of your hymnal for confession and forgiveness. And because this is a high festival Sunday, I'm going to invite you to rise for confession and forgiveness. We begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us just take a moment of silent reflection. Will you join with me on this transfiguration of our Lord Sunday by turning to your bulletin insert and let us pray the prayer of the day that you find printed at the top. Holy God, mighty and immortal, you are beyond our knowing, yet we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Transform us into the likeness of your Son, who renewed our humanity so that we may share in his divinity, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 through 35. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin on his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him. And Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 4 2. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. Not like Moses, who put the veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. 
but their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one returns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as through reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we command ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. The word of the Lord. To God. The gospel on this transfiguration of our Lord Sunday is, comes from St. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. It was about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James, and they went up on a mountain to pray. And while they were praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, and while he was saying this, the cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. From, then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent in those days and told no one any of these things that they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met them. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly the spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him onto, onto he foams at the mouth, it mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast him out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. And while he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God, the gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Well, students, can I have you come forward? 
Our young ones, let's get up and move around a little bit and make a little noise. Come on up. You can sit on this step. That's right, Sophie and Harrison, all the way in the back. You can't get any further back than that. Come on up. Be in the front. You can't get any further in the front than this. Oh, I love your smiling faces. And uh, I'm going to do this because we don't want to block the view. We're going to move this and pastor's not going to spill any water. So he said. Did you hear the gospel this morning? Where did Jesus go? He was up on a mountain. And what was he doing up there? He was praying. Have you read this? Or you know you were listening. That's right. He was praying. And then all of a sudden, I don't have my cell phone. Somebody got your cell phones out. Will you hold it up and make your flashlight come on? And suddenly, there was, look at that. Suddenly, there was a bright light. Is that what you're seeing? Look at that. I love it. Leave them up there. Anyone else? A bright light. And his gown began to... Jesus' gown began to... What color did it become? White. Dazzling white. Right? And Jesus, thank you for your lights. Jesus comes down from the mountain. And his, uh, he had disciples with him. Peter, James, and... John. They know the story. Peter, James, and John. And they say absolutely... Now, did the gospel tell them not to say anything? They were scared out of their heads, minds. They were scared out of their minds, what they just saw. Peter was so excited. He's like, oh, Lord, it's so good for us to be here. Let's build you. And then before he could talk about a shrine for each of them, what came and descended upon the top of the mountain? A dark what? A dark what? Cave. Cave? I like your version. A dark cave came over the top of the mountain. It was dark. It doesn't matter. Darkness entered in. And they were scared. And they went back down the mountain. And there was this man who was calling out, Teacher! Meaning that they had great respect. Who were they asking? Who were they calling teacher? Anybody know? Who was it they were calling? Jesus. Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Jesus. Jesus, will you save my little boy? Landon, you want to stand right here, please? Why? <laughs> now you get to act, okay? No, I'm not good at acting. You're not good at acting? All you've got to do is this. You ready? Can you do that? No. You can't? No. I can do sit-ups, though. Oh, do sit-ups. No. Go ahead. Do one or two sit-ups. No, I can't do it on a chair. Oh. Okay, Connor. Come on down. You know what these are? Go ahead and do it. Excellent. You can go have a seat. And so this young boy was... 
That's the best I could come up with convulsing and shrieking and jumping jacks, right? And he says, save Connor. All he does all day is jumping jacks. You know, I get this because it was around Christmas time. No, it was before Christmas. And our son Joseph had hiccups that wouldn't go away. And I get this. And so the son is doing jumping jacks all the time. Can't have a conversation with him. Connor's this exercise freak. No, he's not. Connor's a wonderful student. Matter of fact, let's give Connor a round of applause. And Landon, because he can do sit-ups. Okay, so Jesus says to the people, and this is really... What's wrong with you? How long do I have to be here with you that you don't get it? And Jesus is talking about faith. So I'm going to ask you a faith question. Does Jesus love you? Yes. Was Jesus on the mountain? Yes. Did Jesus robe dazzling white? Did Jesus die on a cross? Yes. Was Jesus born in a cave or a stable, a barn? A stable! Correct. <laughs> That's correct. How many of you were there to see this happen? Raise your hand. You were there and you actually saw it. <laughs> I need not say anything. For those who didn't raise your hand and didn't see these things, how do you know this to be true? Is it faith? Yes. Raise your hand if you believe it's faith. Nora, raise your hand. Faith. <laughs> Everybody, Harrison, raise your hand. Faith. Parker, raise your hand. Faith. 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 Thank you. Ellen is going to be baptized today. And when it comes time for him to be baptized, I want you all to come up front again. And I want you to get real close. And I want you to see what's happening. Because you're going to see faith at work. You're going to see faith. And God has put in you the wonderful gift of faith. Not only you, but also all of you. How do we explain these things? It takes what? Faith. Blessed are they. Blessed are they who put their trust in the Blessed are they who put their trust in the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for these children. Thank you for the gift of faith. We can't explain it. No pastor has ever explained it. We come to you this morning in faith and trust that when we're baptizing as a whole congregation together, it is our faith coming together and putting our trust in you that Kellen is going to emerge a new child of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And that 
is your promise. Oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. And the kids say real loud, Amen. Can you do it? You can take your seats and when it's time to baptize, you come forward again. I don't dare move that. Thank you. Sure takes faith. <laughs> sure takes faith. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the resplendent light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I was sharing with our acolytes in my office earlier. I asked them, well, a couple questions. Let me start over with those questions. How many three-pointers did Ian Temple sink in that game last night? Raise your hand. Say it loud. Two. Okay. Was that right, Ian? That was our first question this morning. Our second question was, what is pastor's favorite season of the church year? And what did he say? Epiphany. Epiphany. And the time after Epiphany. You see, Epiphany begins with the baptism of our Lord. We, we come through this uh, Christmas, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. Many people show up for the nativity of our Lord um, service and then they check out and they think, well, Christmas is over. No, we carry Christmas on through until January 6th. It is the baptism of our Lord. And whatever Sunday comes closest to that January 6th then is dubbed as the baptism of our Lord Sunday in the liturgical church. This is the liturgical church. The church that today is reading the same scriptures from here to Indonesia, to Ukraine, to Poland, to China, to Japan, Taiwan, Australia, Brazil, Canada. We are all reading the same scriptures. And you're hearing many different interpretations of those scriptures, whoever the pastor is who's standing before you sharing. And so I love this season that begins with the baptism of our Lord and and I love it when we can start the season with a baptism. But you know what? We get to end this season with a very special baptism, right, Steve? Someone who has your name and their middle name. And I want you to know I've tried really hard. Kalian, Stephen, and I don't want to say monk, Zumba. Because Steve and monk go together. I promise I'll try not to make that mistake, and if I do, you all laugh, because then, because pastor just sometimes doesn't get it. We end this season on the transfiguration of our Lord Sunday with a baptism. Thank you. I bet when you picked the day, you didn't know what day you were picking, did you? And did pastor hesitate when you said you wanted to have? Not at all. And so, we have these huge epiphanies. 
Do you remember when Jesus was coming out of the water at the Jordan when he, he said, John, now's the day. And John says, I'm not worthy even to untie the thong of your sandal. And Jesus said, you will baptize me today, this, this day. And when Jesus went into the waters of that muddy Jordan River, and John was baptizing with water, something changed. When Jesus came out of that water, what three things were present? First of all, there was a dove descending from the heaven, a light, a brilliant light descending from heaven, resting upon that place, resting upon the wet Jesus. And then there was a voice heard from the heavens that said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. And there it is, the third thing. Jesus standing wet with water, Spirit, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Transfiguration, I can't explain it. But uh, it takes faith. And then in between these grand epiphanies that start the season and end the season, and I have to tell you that our season is ending a little early this year, so I'm getting dubbed a little bit on my favorite season of epiphany because it moves. Does anybody know? It has to do with the new moon. And what? The equalization of light and dark, that's called, my folks drive one of these, it's a Chevy what? Equinox. And when you have an equinox and you have the, the new moon, then we start counting 40 days forward until we get to what? Easter. Again, this is in the liturgical church. Others follow us. It is as old as old in time is. And so I love it when confirmations students say, Pastor, why is Easter always changed? Wasn't that question you asked, Jake, or no? Someone did, and it was a brilliant question. Why does Easter keep changing? Now, now we know. In between these times of these great epiphanies, are all these wonderful little epiphanies that are taking place. We even saw the epiphany of our Lenten journey together. The tree of life alluded to in Psalm 1, God at work in us. And although we won't be together this Lenten, we will be carrying the same scriptures. Just like today we're reading the scriptures from around the world, I will be reading the same scriptures that you read on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. Though I won't be with you, I will be with you in spirit. I can tell you this. You all know where I'm headed. You all been on that path. Many of you more than once. I was on that path with my sister Gail. I'm glad and and I'm honored that you allow me to be on this path to be with my parents, to care for them, and to be there for my dad. 
hopefully before, and I'm traveling this evening and will be with them tonight and during and after. My dad's at the end of his uh, life. We've had wonderful talks. His wisdom is this, I never knew that life would go by this fast. And every opportunity that we get, we share those words, I love you. And I kiss my dad on his bald head. If mom hasn't shaven it, it's kind of prickly. But I will remember that. And then bring mom back to Janesville, Wisconsin to be with Kyle and Lori, his wife, to live out their days. For her to live out her days close to family. Epiphany is my favorite season of the church year. It's where God is always revealing God's self. And the promise and the witness and the presence of Jesus Christ. It wasn't a story just long ago. It's here and it's now. Maybe the last thing I'll share is that I remember when my sister died and it was, we were at the University of Madison Hospitals. We came into the room and uh, it was Liz and I and I got my brother Kyle out of a gym class. You know how long it takes to get somebody out of gym class and they have to shower. But Gail asked for us to make the trip and we did. We came into her room and there was Grandma Reddy, my dad and my mom around Gail's bed. And Gail at that point had lost consciousness as we understand it, but she was probably very, very much a part of us. And there listening, but she was suffering. And it was time for her to go. But she chose not to go until she was able to see her brothers. And so each of us went up to her, myself, and kissed her and said, I love you. Gail, and Liz, and Kyle. And then before we knew it, she was gone. I was angry for a long time that this young lady who double majored in biology and chemistry went to Mayo Clinic and was able to put her cancer in remission and got into medical school at the University of Madison and that her goal was to become a farm D that would create serums to fight childhood leukemia. And I sensed that Jesus was there for me in my pain and my suffering and my tears. But it wasn't until later that I realized that Jesus was there with Gail. God never leaves us alone, never forsakes us. And Jesus was there, and Gail's dying and leading her to new life, the risen resurrection of our Lord. That takes, my friends, a lot of faith. And we as Christians, we do not call on mediums. We do not figure out other ways. But we put our trust in Jesus. 
For there is no other way that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believeth in him will not perish but have. And do you know God has something wonderful for each of us? For my father, for my sister. And I, as your pastor, probably didn't get this until recently. And I'm ready to take that journey when God calls me home. And we need not fear death, for we have a God who loves us. He has shown brilliantly on the mountain the fulfilling of the prophets with Elijah on his right and Moses on his left. The law has been fulfilled. And the law is this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul, and your neighbor as your... The gospel of the transfiguration of our Lord. Amen. Let us share in the prayer that Jesus taught us, and it will cover all things. For those who are struggling with illness, for those who are struggling with the end of life, for those who are protecting in our military, for those who are baptized this day, for those who come with any pain, I want you to know that God goes with you and taught us this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Maker of all things, through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessing may the God who loves you and shines upon your life, who came and dealt, dwelt with us in this world and who is at work in us right now through the gift of the Holy Spirit, Christ also within us, bless you and keep you from this day and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.